Praise the Lord. God bless you. We're going to put a pre-recorded message on tonight. I preached back in, in 2008 up there in Brooklyn, New York. Amen. I believe it's going to be a blessing. I know it's going to be a blessing. We're going to put this message on. I talked about, amen, um, hallelujah, how you got to seek God first. If you want a blessing from God, you got to seek him first. Make sure he put him first. And you know what? God will bless you. All God is looking for you to do is put him first. Put him first in everything you do. Don't put God second. Put him first. Put God first and watch God move for you. Okay, we're going to go into this message right now. In Jesus Praise the name. Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord again. Praise the Lord one more time. Everybody clap your hands and praise him. It is such a pleasure being here. Jesus saves ministries. And all you wonderful people, I see so many blessed people out here, I can't even count how many y'all are. Y'all are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. So it is good to see each and every one of you. And I, my prayer is always with you, both myself, my mother, and all of our ministry. We keep you all in prayer, so I ask that you keep us in prayer too. Because there's souls that need to be saved. There's people that need to be prayed for. And the word of God must be preached to all nations. Can you say amen? And we must do the work of God while it is day, because when night cometh, no man can work. So this is a time that we all must pull together in unity and in love and in fellowship. That's what it's all about. I'm so thankful to be here to the eagle and the leader of this house, Bishop Stocks, and it's so good to have each and every one of you. Give him a hand clap. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to hear and anticipating the word of God. You know, and I tell you, we're going to have a great time in the Lord today. So I know that I want you to keep this in your heart. Whatever the bishop speaks to you today, I want you not just to take it, I want you to digest it. I want it to be not only just your lunch, but I want it to be your dinner tonight. I want it to be your breakfast when you wake up in the morning. And even at maybe 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning when the Lord might stir your spirit, you get up, you may want to creep to the refrigerator to get that late night snack, don't forget the word of God that the bishop has told you today. And before you eat that little piece of chicken or get that double chocolate chip cake with the triple icing on top, or maybe I might even say sweet potato pie if I really want to step a little bit. But before you do that, just also get the word that he's spoken today and let that also be your snack because what he's going to tell you today is words that you need to absorb and get into your spirit. And then you can take it and bring it to somebody else and let them know that Jesus still saved, healed, delivers, and sets the captives free. Can you say amen? I love you. God bless you. And a pleasure to be here as always. And let's give the bishop a warm hand clap as he comes back. Thank God for the amen. Praise the Lord. That's my friend, Pastor, uh, Pierre, uh, Pastor Roach, Gary Roach. He transitioned and went back with the Lord. But we had a great fellowship. He had a church over there on Fulton Street, and we just fellowship. Let's go right in the Word of God that I'm talking about tonight. 
Put God's kingdom first. Let's go. Yeah, it's really. word. can make you feel good. Amen. Even if I was feeling bad, I'd be feeling good by now. Thank God for Pastor Gary. Give him a hand. I want to talk about today how to absolutely positively be able to be blessed by God wherever you are. You can put me on the backside of the desert. I'm going to be blessed. You could put me uh, uh, in Italy. I'm going to be blessed. You, you could put me in Georgia. I'm going to be blessed. And I'm going to show you from the word of God today how you can be blessed. I got three points I want to talk about today. Number one, you got to be real. Say real. Number two, you got to be honest. And number three, you got to be usable or available. If you want to be used by God, if you want God to bless you, and have everything that the Bible says. I began to say to, my, to God uh, just a couple of days ago when it was raining, we had a leak. We had just had the roof taken care of, and then we had another leak. And I began to pray, and I, and I prayed different than I normally used to pray. I used to say, Lord, uh, uh, stop the rain, and then uh, uh, don't let it have no damage. And, Lord, then we are, when the weather's good, we'll get someone to do it. But this time, I prayed different. I said, Lord, you ain't got to stop the rain. Stop the leak. Why God got to stop the rain? Let it rain. Just stop the leak. I said, you can send something in that hole and plug it. And you know God did it. You know God stopped that leak. He didn't stop the rain, but it kept on raining. Listen, I don't care about the storm. Just take me through the storm. I don't care about the drought long as God take me through the drought. I don't care about the circumstances. All I want to know is that God is with me. So here we are in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Get your Bibles and watch it come alive. Father, bless me. Bless these, your people, that they hear the word of God under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Save, heal, and deliver, work miracles. Have thine own way, sure or big, like you always do. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. In the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33, everybody knows it. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness in all these things shall be added unto you. All of these things. That is a very important word, all of these things. The things that you will ever need, whatever you need, your health, your success, your joy, your peace, your companion, your loved ones, whatever you need, God says there's a way we can get it. And he said the way is to seek first the kingdom of God. You know, we worry about the pain in the body. But if you could get your mind off the pain and get your mind on heaven, the pain would go away. We worry about how we're going to pay the rent. We worry about the husband and the wife. But if you could just get your mind off the husband, the wife, and the rent and put your mind on heavenly things, the rent would be paid, the wife would fall in line, the husband would fall in line. I read an a, 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 a article in a book last night. I want to read something to you that it said. So this was a very common saying among the Jews. Seek that to which other things are necessarily connected. Listen to what it said. 
Seek whatever you want, but seek the biggest part. Seek the largest part. Seek what's connected to what you need. In other words, why would you worry about an antenna for a house and don't have a house? Seek the house first. Why would you worry about insurance for an automobile and you don't have the automobile? Seek the biggest thing. Seek the greatest thing. And everything that you need will go with it. There was a king one day. He made this statement to one of his friends. He said, ask me whatever you will, and I'll give it to you. So the friend, for a few moments, he thought within himself. He said, you know what? I would like to be one of his generals in the army. He said, if I could just be a general, I know that would be all right. But he said, you know what? I'm not going to ask to be a general. I'm going to ask him to give me his daughter in marriage. And so he did. So now he said, you know what? If I am married in the family, everything that he has will be mine. So he married the daughter, and quite naturally he became a general. See, if you want God's best, what you got to do is seek the heavenly. Because heaven is greater than the earth. You know, you're worrying about, you know what? I don't know why my body is sick. I remember I was sick last year. Amen. For the first time since I've been saved. Amen. And the, my high blood pressure. I had blood pressure was up. I had um, bronchitis, things I never heard about before. But I went to the doctor. They put a heart to, did a heart to test on me. They put this meter on me. I had to walk out in the hospital, out the hospital rather, with all these, this equipment attached to me. Most of y'all would have went home. But I knew what I needed wasn't home. What I needed was in the house of God. I came to this church all wired up. That wires all over me. I didn't tell nobody. I put on a big shirt. I put on a sweatshirt and covered myself up. Came right in here and preached like, just like I lost my mind. They gave me heart pills. They gave me uh, blood pressure pills. And they gave me all these things. You know what I could have done? I could have went home like most of y'all and said, you know, I got a problem. Not me. I began to pray and to fast and look to God, go out in the street. I was on the television, on the radio, still talking about Jesus. Why? He said, seek ye first the kingdom of and his and all of these. Whatever you would ever need is in the house of God. You got a problem. There ain't no time to stay home. There's no time to give up. You don't have a job. It's no time to stay home. If there's ever been a time that you need to seek God, it's when you're doing bad. Don't give up. Here I stand here today completely healed. Haven't taken a pill in over a year. Here I stand here today with no heart problem. Here I stand here today with no high blood. Here I stand here today with no bronchitis. Why? Because I learned if I seek the highest... I'll get the less. If you seek God, everything you need will be given unto thee. Remember I said be real. Turn to Psalms 101 and 7. When you're seeking God, you've got to be real. See, I can. there's an old saying, most of y'all heard it, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool God any time. 
So if you're seeking God, you must, first of all, be real. Look at your neighbor and say, you've got to be real. Psalms 101 and 7 tells us, Psalms 101 and 7 said, He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. God, God puts it out there. Anyone that works deceit shall not dwell within the house of God. And anyone that tells lies won't be able to tarry in his sight. Now, of course, this is David. David was gun hold for God. David was set aside, set apart, and he chose God to be his way. David had his faults. David was human just like you and I. But one thing about David, he was real when it came down to God. David was the second king of the United Kingdom. Saul was the first one. David was the second one. Solomon was the third one. David had his mistakes. He had his wrongs. But one thing about David, his life was for God. And he said, you know what? I won't lie to God. I'll be real with God. Created me a clean heart. God, I done messed up. Let me tell you the truth, God, I messed up. David was real with God. He didn't try to cover his sin. He didn't try to cover his fault. On one occasion, David said, you know what? When the prophet went to him, he said, the man that done this thing needs to die to death. And when the man said, David, you are the one, he said, uh-oh. I've sinned, I've done wrong, God have mercy. Here we are, you got to get to the place, if you got a problem, admit you got the problem. Look what Psalms 101 and 7 and 8 says from the Good News Bible. You may not have that, but they'll put it on the screen, hopefully. Psalms 101, verses 7 and 8 from the Good News Bible. It says it like this, no liar will live in my palace. Now, if you want to be blessed by God, you've got to stop lying. Somebody said, I don't lie. You lied on your tithes. You lied on your offering. You lied when it comes down to prayer meeting. Have you ever noticed that people can go any place? They can go to work with a, with a, with a limp. But, but I'm going to work because I'm looking for a paycheck. But wake up in the morning with a limp and you can't come to church. The scripture says, Psalm 101 and 7, no liar will live in my palace. Now, if God tells me a liar you can't live in his palace, how do I expect to be healed from high blood? How do I expect to be healed from counsel? If the healing is in the palace and I'm telling lies and God won't let me in there. In other words, you can be in church and not in church. Y'all ain't going to get that, but I'm going to throw it over on this side because that side didn't get it. I say you can be in church and not even be in church. There's some here right now that don't even care about church at all. You're just here, and you are a liar. And the Bible says you're here, but you're not here. Let me keep reading. It says, no hypocrite will remain in my presence. God says, no hypocrite will remain in his presence. 
You know what's amazing? When I first got saved, you know, I was naive, and that's all right being naive. You know, it's not too bad to be naive. We all are naive in certain areas. But I certainly thought that when, you know, you go to church, it would be real. So I didn't know what the word hypocrite was. But I'm kind of like Tasia. I believe it was Tasia. Yesterday, I asked her a question, and she said, I don't know what that word is, but I don't like it. That's a good thing. But I was that same way about hypocrite. The word hypocrite. I didn't really know what it was, but I didn't like the way it sounded. A hypocrite. I didn't really know what it was. But I know this. Whatever a hypocrite was, I wanted nothing to do with it. And now, lo and behold, here I am in the Bible, 31 years later, finding out that whatever that hypocrite is, God won't even let him stand in his presence. So I had a good idea. I didn't know what it was, but I had a hunch. I didn't need to be a hypocrite. The Bible says if you are a hypocrite, your prayers don't even get out your mouth, Holly. You're around here bragging, I prayed all night. But you're a hypocrite doesn't mean any good because God, God didn't pay you any attention. What is a hypocrite? A hypocrite is one thing on Sunday and something else on Sunday evening. What is a hypocrite? It's somebody that you see telling you that they're all right, that they love God, and cares nothing about God. A hypocrite. Let's read it from the top. Psalm 101 and 7. No liar will live in my palace. No hypocrite will remain in my presence. Verse 8. Day after day I will destroy the wicked in our land. I will expel all who are evil from the city of the Lord. Well, no wonder we don't get healed. No wonder you can't get the raise. No wonder you can't be delivered. Why? Because God has expelled you. No wonder you're still going through. No wonder you still have the problem. You have people all day long. I, I, I shared this uh, with uh, Prophet Gary, yesterday, I believe it was, or one day we were talking, and many of you may be here right now. You've been taking that medication for the last, I don't know how many years, and you have got comfortable taking that medication. Wherein God don't want you, he wants you delivered. And you'll get up here and shout, I'm healed, but you got to take your medicine. You're not healed. You're not healed. Because if you stop taking that medicine, you're gone. You know why? Because you're not real with God. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. What things? Your healing, your restoration, your joy, your peace, your happiness. Well, Bishop starts. But I went to the doctor, and the doctor gave me this prescription. And, and you got more, 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 more medication in your cabinet than Carter has liver pills. And you wonder why you can't get healed. Because you're not real with God. God has no problem healing you. God has no problem delivering you. God already told you how to be healed. He told you how to be delivered. You go to the preacher, preacher, pray for me. He can't get it off you. 
You got to do something yourself. And the Bible said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. You're going to have troubles. You're going to have trials. But it's just a temporary setback. It's not the whole yet. It's to make you pray more. It's to get you in, in line with God. And to let you know what you're made out of. You don't know what you are until you be tested. Why do you think in school you have to have a test? The test is to let you know who you are. The sickness that came upon your body, you don't have to remain. It doesn't have to remain there. I'm a living witness. Not only did God heal me last year, 30-some years ago, when I couldn't walk. I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm not telling you what I feel. I'm not even talking about a hunch. I'm telling you that God is a healer. God is not someone that you got to go to and he prayed to, to get you pumped up on medication. God can do it himself. Have you ever read the book of Genesis? The Bible tells us clearly that God put Adam to sleep and there was no health care. There was no plan. Y'all ain't hearing me. And when Adam woke up, there was a Eve standing right next to him. Don't tell me God can't do it. The Bible tells me that the Israelites was in bondage for 430 years, but God brought them out. There ain't no such thing that you got to stay in this. There's no such thing that you got to keep on being on your medication. No, 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 no. God can heal you. And we got to stop preaching this watered-down gospel. Yeah, baby, give me $20. It's going to be right. Come back next week. You got 50 That's not going to get you healed. You got to be real with God. And that's one of the criterias. You can't come to church every other Sunday or once a month and expect God to bless you. I'm What are you saying? I don't know. And neither does God. God knows everything. He knows you didn't say anything. My grandmother, she had a, 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 a third grade education. And the woman said, you know what? If you don't hear nothing, don't say nothing. You know why your prayers ain't being answered? Because God don't hear nothing. And so God ain't saying nothing. If you will say something to God, he will say something back to you. Speak, Lord. He'll speak. Thy servant. The man of God said, the next time you hear that voice, say, Lord, speak. And God will speak. God is not deaf. God has not abandoned us. God is still here. As a matter of fact, he's on our presence. You have to send him no place. He's already there. He's there before you got there. The Bible says, day after day, I will destroy the wicked in our land. I will expel all who are evil from the city of the Lord. So how can I get healed? I got to get rid of that phoniness. Let's look at Psalm 101 from the Amplified Bibles. Psalm 101, verse 7 and 8. Same two verses. I'm just dealing with the word real. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Psalm 101, verse 7 from the Amplified Bible. It said, he who works deceit 
shall not dwell in my house. And, and see, what we try to do, we try to make God out of a liar. Let me say how what we do. We try to trick God. Let me show you how we try to trick him. Because I, I, you know what? When, when, you're not, when you're not filled with the anointed, when you're not anointed, you can easily go astray. You can easily be deceived. Because the scripture in James said, hot water, or cold water, and bitter water can't, sweet water and bitter water can't come from the same fountain. So I said to myself, that ain't right. Because I still have got, gotten uh, seltzer water and up uh, Coca-Cola from the same fountain. So we try to trick God. We try to trick God. We'll pipe in other lines into the same faucet and switch over and tell God, oh, it's still coming out that God said, you're lying. It ain't coming out. Because bitter and sweet can't come from the same place. You can't be bitter and sweet at the same time. If you are a liar, God is not going to bless you. You will keep that high blood. You will keep that sugar. If, if you, you, come on. You'll be on this medication. You'll, this doctor will die, and then you'll get another doctor. That doctor will die, and you'll get another doctor. But you won't get healed. Because God said, I will expel you. Most of us have been to school. I've never been expelled, but I know about being expelled. Being expelled means you put out. Why would you want to serve God and be put out? And he already told you, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things. What things? Whatever you need. Come on, be real with yourself. Be real with God. It continues in the Amplified Bible by saying this. He who tells lies will not continue in my presence. He who tells lies cannot continue in my presence. Anytime you put things in front of God, you are lying. You know what's amazing? Let me tell you what's amazing. You can have a job and prayer meeting, and they give you some overtime. And you know what? You'll say, guess what? I'm going to miss prayer meeting tonight because i got to make that overtime. Sounds real, doesn't it? But that's really a lie. That means you, you just went blatantly against God. That's not true. You didn't have to make the overtime. How do I know? Because a high blood or a stroke or a heart attack can take place. You won't go to work. You won't come to church. But you'll go to the hospital or to the morgue. You know what I found out about God? A lot of excuses we use are not bona fide. They're not real. They're illegitimate. They're not legitimate. God gave me this. Oh, my friend, God bless you. We get ready to get ready to get out of here. Uh, thank God for just being here tonight. I thank God for being uh, in the land we're living. And this is a message I preached about 30-some years ago. But God is still God, and he's still on the throne. And God is, is, is willing to help you tonight. He's willing to deliver you. Now, if you want to be a blessing, that I mean, help us keep preaching the gospel. You can always go to my cash app, dollar sign, capital L-O-N-N-I-E, capital S-T-O-C-K-S. Or you can call my telephone number, 252-214-0799 with your credit card handy. We'll take your donation by credit card. I love you tonight, and God does too. Listen, may God bless you real good in Jesus' name. Take care. I got to go. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you for uh, being a part of our show today. 
Oh, the clock on the wall is telling me it's time I got to get up and get out of here, but I'm so glad that God is good. I'm glad that you're there. Listen, if you ever like to speak to me, you can call me at 252-214-0799. And remember, if you're not saved today, it's so simple to give your life to Jesus Christ. All you have to do is say, Lord, help me and forgive me for my sins. Really mean that in your heart. It's the Lord coming to my heart and say, man, he'll do that. You'll be a born-again Christian. Well, you have a great day. My prayers are that you will always be blessed of the Lord in Jesus' name. Remember, you want to call me, 252-214-0799. Have a great day in Jesus Christ. Glory.